You are listening to Youth Voice Alaska, and we welcome you to our new series, The Art of Being You. This is a production of the StoryWorks Alaska Youth Team, or Say It, and I'm Joshua. And I'm Bianca. We're your hosts today for our second episode. In our previous series, we shared stories of moving on, finding family, and seeking help. In this series, we will listen to stories about what we are made of, how we perceive the world and ourselves, and what lessons have helped us find our identities. In honor of Pride Month, our second episode is about having LGBTQ plus pride. These stories show self-acceptance and having pride in being yourself. Our first story is from Anna, where she shares her experience of discovering that she was gay and coming out to others. Okay, so as a kid, I knew I was pretty different. Like, while everyone was fawning over Justin Bieber, I was just thinking Disney movies were the greatest thing ever. Like, 101 Dalmatians, yeah, amazing. Justin Bieber, um, no, no thank you. But I didn't realize how different I really was. The media made, like, seeming gay to be this big thing, this horrifying thing that will rip your family apart. And when I realized I was gay, I was like, oh, this is awful. I'm, I'm the bad thing that everyone doesn't want to be. And I was horrified. I was like, whoa, what? I can't do this. This isn't a thing. I'll just, I'll just be straight. I'll be the normal. And in gym class, I would look up boys and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to have a crush on you. And I would act like I'd have these crushes on boys for years, acting like I'm this boy crazy girl when really, no, I, I'd like be in love with my best friend and we'd be talking about our crushes and I'd be like, oh yeah, haha, he's pretty nice. No, that, that were, I, w- I was being stupid and I know that now. And my friends laugh at it too. One day I was talking to my internet friend. She lives in New Zealand and she's also gay. And I was like, hey, can I tell you something? And she was like, go ahead. And I said, I'm gay. And she was like, that's cool. Anyways, like she didn't act like it was a big deal. And I was so happy at that. I was like, oh, that's pretty anticlimactic, isn't it? And I moved on to my, in my, to my friends in real life. And they just acted like they already knew. And I was just like, how, how did you guys already knew? And they like, you're, you're being stupid. Like, it, it's not this big deal. You're fine. It's amazing that you're gay and we support you anyways. And I just, I, w- I felt like I was betraying myself in a way because I was like, oh, if everyone already knew, what about my parents? My parents are going to hate me. They probably already do. And so I moved on and I thanked my friends and I was like, I have to tell my parents one day. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And they were like, it's okay, Anna. You can wait as long as you want. And I was, I felt so safe in that moment. And I decided on a car ride home that I would, but not out of my own willingness. No, it was out of straight embarrassment. If you know who this is, her name is Haley Kyoko and she is a lesbian artist that puts out lesbian songs. And I, she's like my idol. And it came on in the car on my playlist. I tried so hard to get it off, but it just didn't work. 
And I tried so hard. My phone just wasn't working with me as if it just knew. It was like, okay, out of the closet. You're being stupid out. And I, I was so frustrated and I just started crying inside. I was like, oh, this is the dramatic part in the movies. And so when I got home, I put a scarf over my head and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I texted my friends, I was like, guys, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, I have to do it or else they're gonna literally disown me one night if I don't. And they were like, if you're ready, go ahead. And they started hyping me up. And then when I walked downstairs, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not gonna do this, but I already told my friends. So I was like, okay, now I have to do it, don't I? And so I pressured myself into coming out. No one needed to push me. I pushed myself and my phone, apparently. My phone was in on it. Everyone was in on it, except me. And I walked over to my mom and I followed her for like five minutes straight, just spluttering over my words, asking how the weather was, what she's playing on her phone, what she was doing, trying anything to stray away from this conversation. But eventually she just turned to me and was like, Anna, why are you following me? And I was like, oh, okay. And I just sat her down and I was like, mom, there's this important thing that I need to tell you. I'm gay. I like girls. I'm not the person you thought I'd be. I'm not the Christian, straight, high morals girl you think I am. No, no, no. I'm literally everything you didn't ask for in a package. Everyone just knew. The universe was in on the joke. And she just turned to me and she was like, Anna, I went through your closet like a week ago and I saw a shirt that says have a gay day and I saw a gay Statue of Liberty thing you got in New York. You are not good at hiding this. And I just, I just was shocked. I was slack jawed. I was like, okay, everyone was in on this except me apparently. Did everyone know this as I was growing up? And I was just like trying to be straight. Well, everyone knew, why didn't anyone tell me? And like, I was so like ashamed at myself for being stupid. And she was like, don't tell your dad. We accept you no matter what. And I was like, okay, he wasn't home. He was in a different state. And so I just sent a video that said, I'm gay. And literally that's it. I didn't respond to him like after that, no matter what. I was just, and then I walked back to my room and I started crying. I started sobbing. I was so relieved, happy, ashamed, roast out at myself for being stupid. And I called my friends and I was like, guys, I finally did it. I did it. I did it. They didn't disown me. There was no dramatic thing like in the movies there was no oh you you're 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 gay gross <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing and then my friends were like yeah we already knew that moving on and I thought it was just so funny and I think back now that was a year ago two years ago today and I think if only I knew, if only I knew that I was gay and that I was an atheist and I grew up in this religious family that I'm not gonna lie, wasn't the most welcoming to people like me, but I made it work no matter what. I made it, I made it, I made my path in the world. I came, I came out, I confessed to my best friend. I did all these different things, which by the way, if you ever need advice, don't tell your best friend you have a crush on them at a birthday party. It isn't fun, um, <laughs> even if they do live in New Zealand. Um, 
And I just learned from then on out that everything's going to be okay. It's okay if I'm gay. It's okay if I'm half zebra. Like they're already, they're going to accept me no matter what, unless I murder someone, which of course I understand that. And I just learned to accept myself little by little. Thank you, Anna, for sharing your experience and teaching us a valuable lesson on self-acceptance. Our next storyteller is Adonis, who shares their story about being outed by a friend and learning more about themselves through reading. So I grew up in like a really small town, like, and I don't mean like small, like how like, you know, certain towns are just like, oh, it's kind of small. I mean, like hillbilly redneck small, like, you know, everyone and like their middle name, their last name, like their date of birth, like we know everything about everyone type small. Like our farm is across, like there was a farm across from our school. So yeah. And so um, there wasn't really like a lot of people. And so I kind of like when I wanted to make friends, because surprisingly, I'm really social. Um, I kind of just like decided like, okay, these people look cool, whatever. I'll just be friends with them. And I didn't really think about myself much. Like I didn't like think about the things that I actually enjoyed. I kind of just like did whatever they wanted to do because I was so scared of like not having friends because there wasn't really much option. Like there was like three groups and that's kind of it. Um, and so, especially like in the South, it's like cheer, especially competitive cheer is a really big thing. So I started doing that, started doing cheer and different types of dance and stuff. And I didn't actually like it, but I liked that my friends were in it. And so that was really the only reason I did it. Also, um, I hate heights, but guess who was a flyer anyways? Because uh, I was really short. So I just did it anyway, it doesn't really matter. But, um, and so yeah, and as time went on, I guess I just felt more detached from my personality because when you're in an environment every single day where you're not actually doing the things you want to do or saying what you want to say, it gets harder because as when you get older, when you're growing as a person, you develop a personality. And if you're not in a space where the personality can develop, you just kind of feel awkward, like you don't belong. And so I started having this like little crisis, you know, 12 year old me, cause that's like my thing, just being worried about nothing. Um, so yeah, I just started like, I don't know, just thinking about it. And I was like, what kind of person am I? And then I did a really stupid thing cause that's also my brand. Um, <laughs> I wrote this girl a letter and this girl's my best friend. I got like for three years or so beforehand. And I wrote a letter that I had a crush on her, big mistake, big oopsie, but it's okay. Um, and I figured that like if someone gives you like a letter and like you're in a homophobic place, you like don't tell other people. But like she didn't like understand that. I like thought it was common sense, but it wasn't. Um, so she really exposed me. And then, um, and so it was just, especially because it happened in the middle of class, I just freaked out. It's like imagine this many kids like hearing that all at the same time, and it's like they're used to one version of you, one brand of you, and they don't really know that much about your personal life. And to be outed in the middle of a class is so awkward. It's so weird. <laughs> um, so I kind of freaked out. And uh, yeah, and so I went home and after that, I was just like really upset. And I was like having this whole identity crisis or like as much of an identity crisis a 12 year old can have. Um, I was like, wow, this is not good. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like my friends aren't gonna wanna be friends with me anymore. And I, I don't know. And so I just, cause a lot of the times like I just read to pass time. <sighs> so I just like started reading and stuff. And 
one of the musicians I really liked had made a post about this book called Fight Club. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna read it because I don't have anything else to do. And I'm too scared to talk to my friends because I'm pretty sure they all hate me. So just gonna read, I guess. And when I read Fight Club, I don't know why, but like something about the way the book is written really makes you start to question the type of person you are and the type of actions that you take in your daily life and who you actually want to be. And so, I don't know, I just sort of separated myself and I decided that even if I didn't have friends for a big amount of time, it was better than having friends that didn't make me feel happy because part of having a friend is someone who contributes to your life instead of making you feel trapped and scared because that's not really friendship. And so, um, so yeah, I sort of, uh, I just kind of quit cheer for the next year and I joined the tennis team and I started like pursuing things that I had actual interest in and despite the fact that I didn't have friends for a really long time, sort of actually being happy made up for the fact that I was like super awkward and lonely. And so now I've sort of like grown into a space where I'm like super comfortable with being in social groups. Like I know the person I am and I know my personality and I don't feel the need to like change who I am as a person to please other people. And so I just kind of think about it every day. And even though it's weird to think about Fight Club every single day, cause it's like a super weird movie and book, but I still do. Um, um, so, um, so yeah, I just like to think about it every day. I sort of think it's an important part of who you are as a person to sort of have the self realization that you have to do things for yourself. Like it's not selfish to want to be happy and you shouldn't let people make you think it's selfish um, to want to be who you are as a person. And so yeah, that's how I live by Fight Club. Thank you Adonis for sharing your story and teaching us that strength can come from anywhere. Next we have Spike with their story about learning about labels and more about themselves. A lot of people say that they don't like labels. They don't like labeling themselves um, because a lot of people feel that, um, like I, I understand why they don't want to label themselves. They don't want to be shoved into some box based on what society sees them as. And um, while I do understand this, I am definitely not one of those people. I love labels. I love labeling myself. I love labeling things. I love labeling other people. <laughs> one would think that with my love of labeling would come a heightened organization skill, but alas, no. Um, so um, my love of labeling combined with my um, terrible stubbornness is what kind of gave me pause when I um, began to first start questioning my sexual orientation. Um, so, okay, so basically, um, when I was growing up, I ended up getting the it's okay to be gay talk quite a bit because um, I grew up in a very liberal household and it's also, it's very important for um, kids to know that they are going to be loved and accepted regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, however, the household in which I grew up was so crazy liberal that by the time I was five or six, I was basically just a tiny, angry, militant, LGBT rights act activist <laughs> spouting feminist prose whenever I could. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, but this 
pro-gay attitude was so prominent in my life um, that for a period of time, I actually thought that my mother wanted me to be gay. So this led to a fourth grade me trying very, very, very hard to like girls, despite the fact that I was not attracted to anybody at the time. And my mom saw, my mom saw what was going on. She was like, okay, we, we need to clear something up here. So I became probably one of the only kids in the world to get an it's okay to be straight talk. <laughs> so, so when I was in sixth grade, I got my first crush, and this just so happened to be on a male person. Um, and uh, it was Billy Joel. <laughs> so like, I'm not really sure exactly what I was thinking, but it made sense at the time. So that was kind of the end of my whole phase of trying to be gay. I was like, okay, I'm straight, I'm fine with that. And I didn't really ever give much more thought to it until the summer between eighth and ninth grade when I saw Thelma and Louise for the first time. And being the angry feminist warrior I am, it spoke to me very deeply, and I quickly became obsessed with it. I was watching it every weekend whenever I could. I was making all my friends watch it. Um, and around the fourth or fifth time I started watching it, I started getting like this weird urge to kiss Gina Davis, who played Thelma. And it probably should have occurred to me around then that maybe I'm not as straight as I thought I was. Um, but it didn't, I kind of just disregarded it. I was like, okay, that's weird, I'm pretty sure I'm straight. I don't know what that was about. And I completely forgot about it, even though it kept happening and I just kept pushing it away, because I was like, this is nothing. Um, so I really didn't question it until um, one time in uh, late October of 2014. Um, I was sitting on the couch with my mom and we were watching TV and since it was, it was almost Halloween, um, one of the TV channels was playing Beetlejuice. So being the Tim Burton zealots we are, my mother and I decided to watch Beetlejuice. And now at the time, that this happened. I had not seen the movie Beetlejuice since I was like seven or eight years old. So I really didn't remember a whole lot about it. And one of the things that I did not remember about it was that Gina Davis is in it. <laughs> and so I saw her on the screen and I was like, oh cool, it's Thelma. And uh, that, that was pretty much all I felt at that time. But then like, I don't really know what prompted it, but like halfway through the movie, I just had this dawning realization, and I was like, oh, I am not straight. <laughs> um, so naturally, I was really kind of confused and doubtful. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that I've established that I'm straight. I'm not really sure what's going on now. And part of me was kind of worried that it was my fourth grade self coming back to haunt me and I was just trying really, really hard to be gay for some reason. Um, but after about um, a couple weeks of like a lot of reflection, um, I finally came to the conclusion I was like, okay, I'm bisexual. Um, so I, luckily I didn't really have to come out to anybody in my family as I knew that I would be accepted no matter what. Um, and in that sense, I'm very lucky. Um, a lot of, I didn't have to go through what a lot of LGBT kids have to go through 
um, with the stress of coming out to their parents and their family wondering what they're going to say. So I was very lucky to not have to go through that. Um, but so that happened. Um, and then around January of last year, so it's been a little over a year, I got my first crush on a real person. And by... <laughs> By real person, I mean somebody who is not a celebrity or fictional character. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the, the girl that I had a crush on, um, it ended up not working out. Um, but even though it didn't work out, uh, it ended up being kind of a confirmation like, okay, I'm on the right track. Um, and then, like a couple mini a minutes, a couple months after that happened, I was like, you know what? I really don't feel any more attraction to guys, like, at all. I think it was just like a one-time thing, like, Billy Joel just had that magic thing about him, I don't know. <laughs> He's got a way about him. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was like, I don't really feel that the label bisexual fits me anymore. I th think that I'm going to identify as a lesbian now, um, and just, uh, the fact that it took me so less time to transition from calling myself bisexual to calling myself lesbian um, as it did the first time when I first started questioning it, um, it just showed how far I've come in terms of realizing that um, labels are not permanent, um, especially because I'm 16 right now. Nobody is expecting me to stay with the, ch uh, the decisions that I make at this point in my life for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, so... Um, I learned that labels are fluid. In addition to that, um, I also got a really cool story out of it. When people ask me, Ryan, how did you find out you were gay? Um, I say, well, I was straight, but then I watched Beetlejuice. Thank you. Thank you, Spike, for teaching us that labels can be fluid. Our next story is from Casey, who shares how they met someone new online and shared a connection. I am currently in a loving, wonderful relationship. It's been about five and a half months, and this is the story of how we got together. So, about five months ago, it was November 29th. I had had a really rough day, and I don't even remember why, but that night I just felt so lonely and I did not want to be alone and I was just so done and so tired and so I get on discord which if you don't know what discord is it's basically a public chat forum for nerds um that's basically the best way to describe that but basically I got on the server that I was on and I went into the general chat and this person with the username Mushi was online she was actively talking and um, she was being really supportive of me and just listened to what was going on and validated my feelings. And then after a while, she asked me if I wanted to move to a private chat. So, and I agreed, so we moved to a private chat and the first thing I asked her was, what is your name? She's like, my name is Void. So I tell her that my name is Casey and then she asks me what state I live in. And I'm like, I live in Alaska. She's like, that's really freaking cool, bro. I'm like, yeah, what state do you live in? She's like, I live in Louisiana. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's across the country. All right, cool. It's like three in the morning for you, but I'm not gonna question that. It's a school night, you should be in bed, but okay, homie. So we 
talked all night until we both fell asleep. And then the next morning, I actually had classes because the way that my classes worked last semester was really weird and I only had class on Tuesday and Thursday. And so I really did not want to go to class. And she was like, Casey, you need to go to class. You need to get your education because that's important. I'm like, okay, fine. So I went to class. And since my morning class was a government class at King Tech and then my afternoon class was a class at UAA. So during my morning class, it was it's only like 45 minutes. So I did that and then went to my afternoon class and I just chatted with her the entire time. Did not pay attention to anything that was going on in economics. Didn't pay attention. I still passed the class though. So that's good. But we are chatting the whole day and for the night before and the day we had been saying I love you platonically. And something that we had been doing as well is every time anything like remotely feelings related would happen, we would just say that's kind of gay. Because we're both on in the LGBTQ plus community, so <laughs> that was a joke that both of us had. So she tells me after this class, I'm walking back to King Tech to get on the bus to come to Polaris and I and the snow is falling around me and it was really heavy snow so the snowflakes were huge and she says to me I love you non-platonically you know my intellectual genius I would like to say I'm an absolute god for this I just said that's kind of gay homie she types back you know that was kind of the point <laughs> I'm like you, you're for real? She's like, mm-hmm, I'm for real. I'm like, I mean, I like you too. <laughs> so <laughs> we made it official later that day, um, and she's now my girlfriend. But then the next day, we had our first ever phone call. I had no idea what this woman looked like, no idea what she <laughs> sounded like. All I knew was her name and what state she lived in. <laughs> so I'm like, I could have been getting catfished at this point, but I... I'm smart, so obviously I wasn't getting catfished. I, I wasn't, I promise. <laughs> we talked the next day, and we talked the entire day on this phone call. And this may sound really cheesy and like really corny, but her voice sounded like a song that can only be sung in perfect harmony. And the way that her hair would bounce when she would laugh at my stupid little jokes and my stupid little remarks and the way that her eyes would shine in the lights of her room and her pacing around the room when she would tell an uncomfortable story about her childhood just made me fall in love with her even more than i already had and i genuinely think that this woman is the rest of my forever even though forever for the human race is numbered and I want my numbered forever to be with her. Thank you. Thank you, Casey, for sharing such a sweet story on how you met your girlfriend. These stories have shown us that pride can be many different things from self-acceptance to labels to cute stories. You can always find a way to show pride in who you are. And thank you for listening to Say It's second installment of The Art of Being You. Make sure to join us next time for our third episode. I'm Bianca. And I'm Joshua. 
Thank you to StoryWorks Alaska for making this project possible. Mr. Reese from Diamond High School, Ms. Kiddo from West High School, and Joe Seitz from Polaris for giving our storytellers the opportunity to share their stories. And finally, thank you to our storytellers, Anna, Adonis, Spike, and Casey.